As we come into prayer tonight, we just want for our faith to be elevated, our expectation to be lifted, knowing that our God is going to do something great, some things are going to shift, some things are going to move, because we have dared to believe, and we have dared to come into a place of prayer and tell God, God, we know that you you are not an idol because you hear. God, we know that you are not an idol because you speak. We know that, God, you are able to move. You are able to do the things that people are praying for. You answer. And when you answer, God, you're always going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. And as we pray tonight, we know that, God, we are not praying in our own strength, but we are praying in the strength of our Lord and Savior. We are not approaching the throne of grace in our own righteousness, which Jesus filled the rags before you, but we come in the righteousness of the one who redeemed us. We know that we are not really fully aware of your will for this hour, but you have given us your spirit, the one who knows your mind, the one who knows your will to lead us and guide us in our prayer. Your word says the fervent prayer of a righteous man will avail much. Our prayers do not avail because of our own strength, our own ingenuity, or our own intellect, but they prevail because of your spirit. Holy Spirit, Take control and take charge of this hour. Lead us and guide us in our prayer. Take preeminence in everything that we speak and everything that we declare. We know that there are many things that God has required of us. By ourselves, we won't be able to fully comprehend them. But Holy Spirit, with your leading and your guidance, we will accomplish much in our prayer. I ask for every man, every woman on this prayer line, to receive an impartation of the Spirit of God, to receive an impartation of revelation, an impartation of understanding, an impartation of the desire to pray, to pray beyond our own individual needs, but to pray in accordance with the will of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for the allies you have made for us. You have given us your Spirit as an ally. You have given us the blood of Jesus as part of our advocates. Father, you also have given us our Lord and Savior who is making intercession before the throne on this hour concerning us. Father, we declare and we decree that in prayer this hour we shall prevail because if God is for us, then who can be against us? It is because God is with us that we can declare that there is no weapon fashioned against us that shall prosper. It is only that which God has spoken over us that shall prevail. Father, we thank you that you are working things together for our our good. You are bringing us to that expected end that you declared from the beginning. Our eyes are opened for us to be able to see. Our ears are opened for us to be able to hear. 
our hearts are open for us to be able to perceive according to what we hear, to we can see what the Lord is doing and what the Lord is establishing in this hour. For every man, every woman on this line, I ask, O oh God, you supply all their needs according to your riches in glory. If there is a need for healing, let healing go forth, O oh God. You said healing is the children's bread. Let that healing go forth for your praise, O oh God, and for your glory. You are the one who is able even to reverse, O oh God, the diagnosis of the doctors, situations that are dire, God, you are able to reverse. For there is nothing that is hard for you to do, nor is there anything that is impossible for you to do. Therefore, I ask, O oh God, strengthen those who need strengthening, heal those who need healing, restore those who need restoration, bring breakthrough upon those who need breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. Let the heavens be rendered open upon those who are asking for rain to come from the heavens. Let the waters of refreshing, the winds of revival flow over their souls, flow over their spirit, O oh God, because of what you are going to do in this hour as we pray. I ask, O oh God, that the works of their hands be prosperous in the name of Jesus. Whatever they set their minds to do, I declare and I decree, God, there is going to be success in the name of Jesus. I thank you that, God, you are our refuge, that you are our fortress, that you are our strong tower, that you are the one who hides us, O oh God, under your pavilion. You are the one, O oh God, who covers us in our coming and in our going. You are the one who fights for us, O oh God. You are even the one who teaches us to fight, O oh God, and how to war. You are the one who empowers the weapons of our warfare. You are the one who causes us to be victorious over our adversary. God, you are the center of everything that we do. God, you are the motivation for everything that we do. Father, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done here on earth, even in us, O God, as it is in heaven. Father, I ask tonight for the release of the anointing. For it is not words, but the reason of, by the reason of the anointing that yokes are destroyed. It is your anointing, O oh God, that causes men that are enslaved to be free. It is by your anointing, O oh God, that chains are broken and the captivity is set loose. I ask, O oh God, that as the anointing goes forth, O oh God, generational yokes of iniquity, let them be destroyed tonight in the name of Jesus. Generational patterns of dysfunction, let them be destroyed, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Generational cycles, O oh God, generational cycles of poverty, let them be broken tonight as we pray in the name of of Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah because God has the ability to break things off your life. Some things you may not be aware of 
but things that have been holding you bound because you grew up thinking that was normal until God brings a revelation, until God brings a desperation in your spirit, you will think it is normal. But until your eyes are opened, you will never realize that you were never meant to live at that level because there's a new level that is coming into your life. There's a new dimension of liberty that God wants to release in your life. And that is going to come because you have to ask. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. But when we are asking, we do not know what we should be asking for. So God has to bring revelation to us for us to be able to know what we should be asking for. May the Lord open up our eyes today that we may see that we are not totally free because there are yokes around our necks. They are chains around our hands, our arms, that we are not able to function in the full capacity that God has ordained for us. Somebody say hallelujah. Maybe sometimes we just have to get into a place in prayer where we say, oh God, like Jabez, enlarge our territory. Somebody just cry out, oh God, tonight enlarge my territory in the name of Jesus. Enlarge my territory, oh God, break off every limitation that has been imposed on us, oh God, because of our ignorance. Father, break every limitation that has been imposed on us, oh God, because of our genealogy. Break, oh God, every limitation imposed on us, oh God, because of the ignorance we inherited from generations generations before. God, tonight I pray in the name of Jesus that God limitations imposed on us because of our cultural misgivings, oh God, they are breaking tonight in the name of Jesus. God, everything that the adversary has designed to hinder us, oh God, it shall no longer operate in our lives because the territory has just got bigger for the enemy to, to contend with. I pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, the limitation imposed on witty ideas in our minds, oh God, I pray that those limitations are breaking. Somebody say hallelujah. Sometimes we have, we have this idea that we are dreaming big. We have this idea that the things we are embarking on are big because we are measuring their bigness on the capacity that we have to operate. But when God begins to enlarge your capacity, you are going to see that your dream was too small. When God begins to enlarge your capacity, you are going to begin realizing that the things and the endeavors you are embarking on are too small for what God has in mind for you. And you begin to realize that your capacity to manage things has been a limiting factor because God wants to give you more. But you are saying, God, that's too big for me. I might just lose my mind. God, that's too big for me. I might just lose my relationships. God, that's too big for me. I might just lose my anointing. I might just lose my calling. I might just lose the way because of what you've given me, oh God. But Father, I pray. 
That is a life on the pit of hell. God, you, you will not give us more than what we can bear. Somebody say hallelujah. Because what God wants to impose on you, you may think is too big, but God knows the capacity that you have. And I pray that when God begins to enlarge you, oh, somebody say hallelujah. God, I pray for the, for the stretching. I pray for the enlargement of your people. Stretch them, oh God, beyond what they perceive as their maximum capacity. May God begin to stretch you, stretch you to the left, to the right. May God begin to stretch you backward, frontwards. May God begin to enlarge you, enlarge your territory. May God enlarge your capacity that you are able to receive more. You are able to manage more. You are able to handle more. You are able to carry a greater weight of responsibility because that's the capacity that God has for you. Somebody say hallelujah. And when you realize that God has got these great things he wants to do in your life, fear comes in, fear creeps in. Because fear is one of the devices that the enemy uses to hold you within margins of capacity that he can control and regulate. Because you are saying, God, you have given me so much. I know the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. You are afraid of the second part of the equation, much is required. Therefore, you don't want to be given much. Mm, God, I pray that fear will be broken down tonight. Your word says you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Somebody say hallelujah for the power for the love and the sound mind that God has given you. Therefore, you will not be afraid of what God is going to put in your hands. And some of you have believed the lie that when God gives you so much more, the adversary is going to come against you with so much finesse that you are going to lose much more. Therefore, you prefer to stay in your original status without the devil interfering with you. But I want to let you know that God has declared by his word, you are an overcomer. You are a conqueror. God, by his word, has declared you overcame the adversary by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You are an overcomer. You are victorious. The enemy may give it his best shot, but God is on your side. Victory is on your side. You will not be overwhelmed by what the enemy is trying to do. The scripture declares that there is no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. Fear is a weapon conditioned and fashioned by the enemy to hinder you, but God is declaring that you will overcome. You will not be held bound by fear. You will not allow fear to establish limitations on you. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Because the limitation that is coming is not just a limitation for you to say, God, I I am content with this, but it is a limitation that hinders you. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. It's a limitation that hinders your ask. It's a limitation that hinders your ability to ask. 
Because your ask is governed by what you perceive as your capacity. But God is saying, I don't work on perceived capacity. I work on actual capacity. And God is the one who established actual capacity on you. May God begin to enlarge your thinking. Oh God, I pray somebody hears me here tonight. That sometimes when we say God is enlarging your territory, God is not enlarging your territory at times. God is making you aware of your capacity. God is embarking on a process to convince you that you have the capacity to handle what he's about to give you in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray that your people will begin to ask for nations. They'll begin to ask for generations. They'll begin to ask for resources. Oh God, oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they begin to ask for resources to be effective in the mandate and the assignment assignment that they have been given in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus because you believe the lie of the enemy that says you do not qualify for what you are asking for therefore you do not ask you do not ask but I pray that God will give you the capacity to ask because the capacity to ask, oh my God, help me, Jesus. I don't feel like, I feel like I'm preaching, but I, I got to say this. Because the capacity to ask, the capacity you to ask is directly correlated to your level of faith. Because sometimes we do not ask because we feel we are not qualified for it. But may God enlarge your faith that you are able to ask without any fear. That whatever you ask is in accordance with his will has been quickened by the Spirit as the Spirit of God is quickening his word in you. That you're going to realize that what I'm asking God for can only be measured by the faith that I have. And God has the capacity to increase my faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can never have enough faith. God will always have the ability to enlarge and increase your faith through his word. May God enlarge your capacity to believe. Because God is enlarging your capacity to believe you will be able to ask according to the capacity that God has given you. And as you begin to ask for God, God for what you are believing him for, do not look at your circumstances right now. Because your circumstances are establishing a testimony that is contradictory to what God wants to do in your life. Because your circumstance is the thing that is shaping your perception. It's agreeing with your perception. You are in the wrong side of the neighborhood. You are of the wrong color. You are of the wrong bloodline. You don't have the prerequisite education for what you are asking God for. You don't have the skill to handle what God 
is about to land in your life. That's what the enemy will tell you. But do you know that God counts the cost before he gives? And when he gives, his cost is not measured by your environment. See, let me say this, let me say this to you. It is difficult to change your environment if you are contained within your environment. It is difficult to change your environment if all that you interact with has already been conditioned by your environment. Because your environment's desire, or and I, I know that when they're talking about biology, they are calling it homeostasis, which is basically everything maintained its status quo. Because the enemy wants to maintain the status quo of dysfunction around you, establish that as your normal so that you, do, you don't rebel against your normal because you are comfortable in your normal even though it's laden with limitations. Oh God help me. But once you begin to realize and engage with the word that is coming from outside of your environment, it's going to show you that there is a reality that is possible that is outside of your environment. I pray that you have the tenacity to ask God for revelational insight, to ask God for a word that will allow you to break the limitation of your environment, to break the constraints that are inherent in your environment. Because the people that are around you, they speak into your life. They are not speaking for you to break your limitations, but they are confessing your limitations so that you believe that they are the reality. But I pray that God tonight will cause you to say, God, I want more of you than anything else. God, I want to hear from you than anyone else. God, I want my eyes to be open so that I might see. I want my ears to be open that I might hear and believe. God, I know, oh God, help me, Jesus, because sometimes what happens is the enemy knows that if you can ever grasp or get a hold of what God is speaking over you, you are not going to be content living in the dysfunction that he has set. So what the devil does, he knows you're going to be crying out for freedom. So he will just give you some room to maneuver yet you stay within the boundaries of the limitations that he has imposed on you but oh when a word comes from God when a word comes from God when his spirit his ruach breathes on you darkness which is the equivalent of ignorance, has no choice but to leave. Greek, they call that agnontology, agnontology, ignorance. The Bible says when light appears, darkness has to flee. The word of God is light. 
the psalm psalmist says the entrance of his word giveth light unto man and maketh the simple wise revelation the entrance of his word the enemy is trying his best to make sure that the word of god does not come near your dwelling that the word of god does not come near your heart that the word of god does not penetrate your heart and cause its light to shine so he has developed a complex system around you a complex system that seems friendly to you yet it is your adversary because the system around you masquerades as a system of wisdom but it is propagating ignorance and darkness around you may god begin to change your associations in the name of jesus associations change in the name of jesus Oh, I, I, I heard a sermon some time back that says if you want to fly with the eagles, you can't hang around with the chickens. So what I'm saying to you, may God change your company to set you around. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. May God set you around the people that are living in the reality of of that which you are dreaming of because once you live around people whose reality is your dream you are going to see the possibilities of your dream you are going to see the possibilities of your elevation you are going to see that it is possible to break out of your limitation you are going to realize that, oh, this is not normal. There is something bigger. There is something better. There is something greater that is beyond my present existence. What I'm praying for tonight is for God to give you an inquisitive heart, an inquisitive spirit that says, God, I know that there is something greater. Show me. I know that there is something bigger, God. Show me. I know that there is more to life than what I'm experiencing right now. May God give you the desire to hunger and thirst for something bigger. May God silence every voice around you that is being used by the adversary as part of his system to hinder your capacity to think. To hinder your capacity to ask. To hinder your capacity to manage. To hinder your, oh God, help me, Jesus. The distance, the distance between where you are and where you want to go is relationship. It's relationship. Because once you meet somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, there is a potential that you will be out of where you are into something new. So the enemy is also involved in creating relationships that will seemingly be profitable to you, but they are designed to hinder you. They are designed to destroy you. You may be asking, well, how? Let me give you an example. You see, Saul made a, made a statement when Israel were faced with a giant. 
said, whoever kills this man, he will marry my daughter. His families will be exempt from taxes and all those different things. Then David accomplished the whole thing. And Saul did not want, did not give David the woman that he had promised. Anybody hear me? Then Saul at some point said, you know what? I'm going to get David to marry her so that the Philistines might, might get him because Saul gave his daughter to be married to a Philistine. Anybody hear me? To provoke David. Saul even gave his daughter Merab to marry somebody else so that they can provoke David into war and have David killed. So there are some relationships that the enemy is establishing around you to hinder you, not to help you. But I pray tonight that the spirit of discernment is coming over you. That unprofitable relationships you will not cry over when they are gone. But you will rejoice. You will rejoice. Because you see the Bible says, He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So relationships that are designed to hold you bound, God has to free you from them. I declare over you, you are free in the name of Jesus. You are free from unprofitable relationships in the name of Jesus. <coughs> you are free from destructive relationships in the name of Jesus. You are free from relationships that are designed to bring you down. In the name of Jesus, you are going to rise. You are going to stand strong because God, oh Jesus, help me. I just remember a few years ago, we began to pray for relationships. Say, God, purify every relationship with your fire. Every relationship that I'm involved in, oh God, purify with your fire. That means if God begins to purify my relationships or those that I, in, I am involved in by his fire, that which is of God will remain. And that which is not of God will be destroyed. It is an easy prayer to pray until you begin to see the effects of your prayer. Until you begin to see what you thought was a profitable relationship being destroyed by the fire of God. Until you begin to lose those things you held dear. Because God is now purifying. The people that you long to be around seemingly are seemingly distancing themselves from you. Because you prayed for God to purify prayed for God to sanctify and God has begun his work. So don't cry when unprofitable things are beginning to fall off of you. Somebody say hallelujah. Because your identity in this regard is not based on the people that hang around you. Your identity is in God. So I pray, I know about this human emotion, to cry when you lose a relationship.
that you thought was dear. But I pray that when those moments come, you will grieve, but God will heal. God will restore. God will redeem. And God will make you whole. Somebody say hallelujah. Redeemed, healed, and made whole. By the same token, so I feel like I'm speaking about future events. But I want to say to you, every scar that you've born out of your past, broken relationships, dysfunctional associations, may God heal you and make you whole. Every fragmented heart pieces, may God bind together and make you whole. The wounds you have carried from the rejection you suffered in your past or in the most recent present, may God heal you and make you whole. The vows you made when you were in pain, may God release you from those in the name of Jesus. You vowed, you vowed never to love again. You vowed never to trust again. May the Lord heal you and release you from that vow. May the Lord heal you from the pain that you've carried almost nine years. May God heal you. May God heal you tonight in the name of Jesus. The bitterness, the anger, and the resentment, may God heal you right now in the name of Jesus. That burden you have, I just feel somebody, you've been carrying this thing for nine years. That's the number coming before me, nine years. May God release you from that burden in the name of Jesus. Because, because of the burden you have been carrying, the burden you have been carrying that I see is that the memories render you weak because they bring about memories of pain, hurt, and woundedness. I know you smile well, and your smile has been like a band-aid to cover. It has been your masquerade. It has been your mask to cover your pain. But today God is saying, I'm going to heal you of the pain, the disappointment, and the rejection. There will be no need for your mask in the name of Jesus. You have been made whole. You are healed. May God heal your memories. Your memories. Your memories. Listen, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. But there's somebody here 
when you look at your past, all you see is a graveyard of your dreams and hopes and ambitions. And the vision that I see is like God is placing you in a posture and a position like Ezekiel. You see your dreams, your hopes, your ambitions, they are like dead, dry bones in the valley. But God is healing you. God is healing you. And as He's healing you, He's breathing breath upon your hopes, your dreams, that you had thought were dead. And He's resurrecting them, bringing them to life. But you see, when God restores them back to life, they are going to be rapid. They are going to be accelerated. That they are going to become your reality quickly in the name of Jesus. The reason, the reason, the reason why you buried those things in the graveyard of your past is because people you were counting on let you down. They let you down. You felt hurt. You felt wounded. You buried the reason why you were in association with them when you buried them as well. But I pray that God is healing you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your healing virtue. I thank you for your healing power. I thank you for the resurrection power that is in Christ. That dead dreams are coming back to life. Dead goals are coming back to life. Dead visions are being restored as we pray tonight right now. In the name of Jesus. Somebody just, somebody just say glory. 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 Because the goodness of God is not found just in God giving you a dream. But the goodness of God comes to its fullness when you are living in the reality of the dream. See, Joseph, Joseph could have never said, mark my words, could have never said, what you meant for evil, God has turned around for my good. Somebody say hallelujah. He has sent for your good. It's only if it is only when God speaks that that we can say, you know what? This is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. I thank God for his goodness because the things he showed me when I was young, David, Joseph said, you meant it for evil and God turned it for good. Because the, what, what they didn't like about Joseph the most, he was a dreamer. They didn't like his prophetic dreams. 
But when that reality comes, when what I used to dream about is now my reality, it will also sustain those who thought they will bring us down. May God's goodness be your portion all the days of your life. May he be your reality in everything that you do. May he bring everything he showed you into the, in the past to come to pass. May he cause it to be so in the name of Jesus. Every day of your life, may you always have a testimony on the tip of your tongue of how God set you free totally and completely in the name of Jesus. Glory, glory, glory be to his name. Always remember that God has brought me so far. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. I heard a song they were singing, It's too good not to believe. God has been good. I believe him in everything that I have because he has been good. Father, we just thank you for the presence of your spirit. I know things we've spoken today, some of them are hard to receive. But for whoever you were directing them today, O oh God, I seal the healing by the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the enlarging of people's capacity. I thank you for the ability to believe, the ability to love, the ability to trust that God's word shall not return to him void. God's word will become the reality for our lives. We thank you in the name of the author and the finish of our faith, the high priest of our confession, the captain of our salvation, the kinsman redeemer himself, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen.